Welcome to Notes from the Pen Podcast, where we peel back the curtain of prison life. Today's episode is called GHM, the Go Home Mode. This last year has been hard on Bobby. In the back of his mind, he wonders if it will ever end and if he'll ever get to go home. The, the pebbles will know I've been going through some shit lately where, I, you know, I broke down. I mean, I went through a long couple months there where as I approached the go home mode, I was flailing. I, I, I couldn't imagine going home. None of it seemed real to me. It, it really felt like I wasn't ever going to actually make it out. None of it seemed real. But recently there's been a shift. Mentality as it pertains to, I can see there's more of this in the rear view than there is uh, out the windshield. And that's when uh, the first time it dawned on me when shit started to shift. The reality of getting out is starting to come into focus. I can actually feel the outside world now. And I don't know if that makes sense. Maybe it just sounds like what no. the hell is he talking about? I can feel it. It feels good. That's awesome. Now here's today's episode. All subject matter of the preceding podcast is entirely alleged and not admissible in a court of law. A recklessly minimal effort has been taken to change the names and details of any guilty parties. And just in case you right bastards get any ideas, the hosts of this podcast are notorious and well-documented liars with no legally admissible credibility. This is Mama C, and you're listening to Notes from the Pin Podcast. Welcome to prison, bitch. Greetings from the prison industrial complex. You're listening to the Notes from the Pin Podcast, an NPR production. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. This is a, an outlaw rebel radio station where we document the incarceration of me, Bobby C., your incarcerated host. And today with me, I have my favorite co-host, Mama C. Ignore this during editing. Jake D. What up, though? No? Favorite mom. Mm-hmm. Co-host. My right. mother. Co-host. My favorite co-host that has actually showed a human being out of her body. And until you do that, you're Ooh, not in the running, sir. Nope. Nope. Not even by they're making a. They're making incredible advancements with... Uh, Medical procedures now. I know. Schwarzenegger did a movie about it once, I think. He did. What was it called? It had a corny, like, super obvious name. Wasn't it Junior? Oh, I thought it was, like, Mr. Um, Mr. Mr. No, that's Michael Keaton. That's a great Michael Keaton? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) He's still one of my favorites, that fucking guy. Anytime I see this guy. Wispy-haired. Yep. Looks like an old shriveled up raisin, refuses to get all the surgery everyone else has gotten. Good. Maybe he's got Johnny some, Dangerous. Johnny Dangerously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so we've been relegated because of uh, ever decreasing CO population and their propensity or need to close down yards. <laughs> Every mm-hmm. time a fly farts out here, <laughs> I uh, had everything ready. We we're all ready to go to do a full, normal. Uh, small patio episode where we really get in the groove and uh the yard was open everything was fine until i put the old fleece on and start to head out and i'm stopped by uh one of the regulars who said the yard is closed patio at all right so i have to turn around and say god do you don't you know who i am yeah and she says yeah you lock in bunk 137 yeah i seen you getting sweet so we're here anyways. I'm inside in the um, pole barn studios, yeah. which is much less private. It is. Um, it sounds pretty good today, though. It doesn't sound like there's a whole lot going on outside or you're doing a really good job of muffling everything. No, it's um, 
the phones are full, but there's only one person waiting in line. Mm. It is uh, Asian Kyle, aka Justin, who is picking his beard, which he, which means everything's normal and fine. Because yep. should he stop picking at his beard as a pacifying behavior, there would be alarm bells ringing, and we would mm. have to address that. But since he's not, that is his version he's, of the thumbs up, and he's actually behind. So oh, wearing shoes, a little with. Yeah, I can see the oh, corner one. He's actually behind he's a, a window, like Robin Quivers, like Robin Quivers is in uh, <laughs> on uh, with Howard Stern. So I noticed something there. This is what today. Let's get out into the episode. Okay. Today's episode kind of going to just be an update of what's going on. Okay. Because as we reach the, the whole point of this um, experiment of ours is just to document what a prison experience, what a prison sentence is like for mm-hmm. someone who fancies themselves a really intelligent person and won't ever shut the fuck up. Otherwise, <laughs> you know, the quiet guys, they don't really have, they don't really start podcasts, you know, the guys without grandiose egos and shit like that. They don't really, they don't really lead to, they're confident in who they are as men mm-hmm. and they just live their lives. But right. people like me who need constant <laughs> affirmation. affirmation of my, yeah, my self-worth and, <clears throat> and attention <laughs> and uh, all that. So, uh, in the name of uh, actually having a reason for some of this attention, I think it's to, uh, yeah, we want to document this experience. Yes. Since uh, I have yet to see anything on TV or on the radio or the podcast when I was out there that actually just was a pull the curtain back, this is what it is. And, and obviously, this is my experience. They're not all going to be the same. What? So, um, yeah, I've been bringing, been bringing along uh, a bunch of people with me on this. And I have apparently... Ain't no apparently apparently about it. I have reached a new phase of incarceration, Uh-oh. and that is the silver years. GMH. G. No, GHM. Okay, GHM. Go home mode. Go home mode. Okay, top of my page says retirement, but that's good. I like that better. I guess it depends on who you are. Blaze just recently got out, and one yes. of his some of his parting words that I took with me when I left him was, you know, because he did 16 years, came back for a couple, and mm-hmm. I said, "You're done. You got to be done with this." And he said, <laughs> "I got one more bit." <laughs> just that so, you uh, said that to me yesterday, and I my jaw. If you could have seen it, I'm like, what? Like who says that? Well, he has a who the fuck he has says a pro- that? I got one. Even Blaze says that. Blaise I mean, that's what that. athletes and, uh, say. That's not what you're supposed to say. <laughs> well, <laughs> you, know? you know, if he was an athlete, he'd be one of the all-time great. I got one more. I mean, if, if, prison was a, if, if prison was a sport, he would be one of the all-time greats. And, he, you know, he's not ready to let go. Dude, and it's always sad to see a guy. You just laid down the new game show him. right there. Prison as a sport. <laughs> you imagine setting what? up a bunch of people. Well, maybe that's what uh, sixty days in a hole is about, right? It's kind of a. It's all right. You're going to stop misquoting or anything. Sixty days in the hole. Ninety days, days in. in. It's sixty days in. Oh, okay. I know clearly, clearly <laughs> no. So I, uh, I guess you could call it a retirement for me because I definitely am not coming. Now, you're probably not supposed to say this, but I'm not coming back. You you don't have to kill me first. (laughs) So, no, it it was uh, very interesting because you and I were talking about, you know, you're looking around at okay, what can I do with this these things when I'm hitting the door? Like, who can I bequeath? We actually said bequeath, but we kind of went on a little 
uh, high school well, rant there, but it was just interesting that you were start. You're starting to downsize a little bit. I mean, not just in the way you act about you know you, you've made the revelation that you don't care if somebody calls you a bitch anymore, or you not that you don't care, but it doesn't affect you like that. But well, you're starting to give things away. Well, well yeah, that's kind of true. I mean, you're going other, but yeah, you're right. So, but this is what this is kind of how it dawned on me. I um. I, the, I'm a big property guy in here. You know, um, when I came down, I've said this before. The pebbles know that when you're coming, when you first first come to prison, if you're coming here and you have a three year sentence, your first year is very different from someone who's coming in with a ten, twelve, fifteen, twenty year mm-hmm. sentence. It's still twelve months, but there's a, there's a whole different approach to it. They're they're already, you know, they can already see the finish line. They can they can see their outdate. <clears throat> For us that are doing long sentences. Uh, this is our home. So I immediately start, I have a $50 a month uh, limit to my uh, inmate account. Mm-hmm. And for those, of you that, for those of you that don't know, we have to buy all of our extra stuff, right? So we get three pairs of socks, three pairs of underwear, two pants, a pair of cardboard shoes, and a really thin coat. Mm-hmm. And a uh, really thin, um, like, beanie. Um other than that, which that's not sufficient, especially when you're up over the bridge in northern Michigan and the Upper Peninsula uh, during winter time here, so you have to buy your own stuff and it has to come off your prisoner account, um, mm-hmm. unless you're like me and you have to find other ways around it because you're you're you have a limit to how much you're allowed every month. So, property was a big thing of mine. It made me feel as I accumulated it while I was in prison, I was checking boxes off. You know, I was like, okay. Um, now, none of them last forever, but things like coats and stuff, those last a long time. You can keep that your whole for 10 years, right. you know? Yep. And um, somewhere somewhere along the way, I had gotten a green fleece. I bought it off someone who they did. They, it was a long story. They ended up getting a free one, an extra one from property. They sent two, oh, and he didn't sign for one. He ended up getting it. So he sold one to me. This was in level four. Shout out to Shanks. Good luck. So I got a brand new green fleece. It's it's one of the few things that you might actually wear in the world. It's comfortable. Mm-hmm. It's um, you really need it under your 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 original coat okay. if you want to survive in the wintertime. So I get that. And um, my general principle about property is I don't sell property. I don't trade property, which okay, most yeah. people do when you times are tough, especially when you don't have an open account like right. me. So. One of my buddies ended up offering me money for for my fleece, and it got to a point when I first got down to level two where he was offering so much. He really specifically wanted a green one, and I was like, "Well, I can buy it, but I can buy another one with the money, and I need food right now." So I so I sold it to him. Regretted it ever since. Regretted it ever since. Never sold another piece piece of property since then, right? But I also never got a new fleece. Now, I've gotten other stuff. I have, like, my waterproof coat and all this other stuff. So when my bunkie leaves recently, mm-hmm. well, not so recently, about three or four months ago, he le- he gives me first picks on everything, which kind of stemmed from just yeah. some bunkie etiquette, etiquette, but, uh, etiquette, but also I kind of got him out of some shit with this TV stealing. I don't know if some of you remember yes. that, that mm-hmm. episode. Someone who came in there took a fee, and I, I I stepped in and made sure he was all right. Right. And and that was the day he's like, right, listen, I'm giving you everything when I leave. So one of the things he gives me, I'm wearing it right now, is a green fleece. Okay. Just like the one I got rid of. Really? And when he gave it, yeah. Mm-hmm. And when he gave it to me, 
it's the one thing I've been kind of like missing out of my my prison property repertoire, you know, my uh, wardrobe. <laughs> so I so I get it, and it's not the um, instantaneous, irrepressible joy I would have thought. Really, that's um, interesting. No, it it wasn't, and and I realized, I looked at it and realized I'm I'm going. I think it's because I'm going home soon. Okay, and and it's. And that's when the first time it dawned on me when shit started to shift. And since then, it's only because the Pebbles will know I've been going through some shit lately where, I, you know, I broke down. I, mean, I went through a long couple months there where as I approached the go-home mode phase of an incarceration, which you can hear about it all you want, but until you experience, you don't know. Right. And um, I was flailing. I, I, I couldn't imagine going home. None of it seemed real to me. It, it really felt like I wasn't ever going to actually make it out. None of it seemed real. You know, when you only get get my life in in one week clips, you know it might seem like I was just yesterday, and and it wasn't yeah. that long ago. Since then, I've I've noticed things are shifting. My mind is is shifting, and, mm-hmm. and not only can I imagine being out there, it seems like it's really really coming at me fast. You know. Yeah, and and at one point, and it's been a few weeks ago, I think, when you and I were chatting, and and. I think the the reference to Christmas came up where it's like you know it's coming and it's you you can see it now and it's just that anticipation so it's almost I saw a shift not saw but I heard the shift in you where it's like it went from flailing around like you said to almost excitement um you you don't and fear yeah a little bit of fear um but le- less mm. apprehension I think yeah it um be- <clears throat> One of the things that everyone should be terrified of, if you're under the age of 30, you're probably not terrified of it yet. Um, and again, I mean, one of the things I struggle with is, is separating um, the changes in me, mm-hmm. the causes of the changes in me, whether it being whether they're prison. You have one minute remaining. Or, they're, or whether they're just Age. a part of getting, mm-hmm. yeah, just aging. Mm-hmm. And... The thing everyone should be terrified of, or at least be cognizant of, is that time is a motherfucker. And that bitch is flying. It's flying past, and if you don't pay attention, it'll be behind you before Mm -hmm. you know it, and there'll be a bunch less in front of you. And um, I I talked to Kylie the other day, which he's been incommunicado for for a while. And uh, I talked to him. This is our greeting whenever I, I call, is one of us usually will say what 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 do you want even when i call him i'll say what do you want what do you want bitch what the fuck do you want and so we go we go through all that and then it turns out that um uh shit i'm gonna have to probably get back in line okay i I don't know i might be able to stretch this real quick i don't i don't know give me a second stay tuned all right all right Anyways, we only have so much time because mm-hmm. we're they're really squeezing our guts on this shit. It's really thinking it. You would think they almost don't want you to do a prison podcast from what? a prison. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, with with the way they don't make it easy, I'll tell you that. So I had to run the gauntlet here <laughs> and uh, pick. <laughs> I had to go fight some people, threaten some people, right. cash in a couple favors. I get back on there, I, but listen. I'm back. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with a half an hour episode. Uh, from all the stuff I'm reading on the old television, the people have shorter attention spans now. So, um, not our fans. Yeah, so our I left fans off. are awesome. 
I know. They, they like the long I did too. I liked the three hour podcast and yeah, shit when yeah. I was out there. So, but listen, so we left off on, on Kylie. Hi. I talked to Kyle yeah. and um, I hadn't talked to him for a while. And I hit him up and we do the what do you want thing? What do you want, mm-hmm. bitch? He, we get off the phone and he says, call, call me later. I got to tell you something. So I get, I get, <laughs> he, he kind of caught me on it. So I got no problem putting myself on blast. So later I get on the phone because they didn't open yard and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. More problems. So I have to make economy of calls. I have to decide who I'm going to call. And so I'm like, well, I got to call. Kyle wanted me to call him back. But I also got to talk to Ray before. Um, that's like our, you know, I talked to her right before I go to bed. And that's kind of our ritual. She'll be, I'll have to deal with it. So I call, I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to call Kylie mm-hmm. and hang up. So it'll ring on his end. So then later I can go, damn, I tried calling you, bro. Why didn't you pick up? And then he goes, I didn't do it. And I'll go, oh, man, I don't know. The system must be fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> right? So he tells me to so I do that. And I end up calling him two days later and go, where the fuck were you? And he goes, nice try. <laughs> but I still, he's going to find out if he listens to this episode. Yeah, I still right. stuck to my guns. I'm like, what are you talking about? I tried calling you. I don't know why you wouldn't pick the phone up. You tell me you got something important, but let's ignore that. What What is it that you wanted to tell me, right? What was so important? He says, uh, I got off parole yesterday. Mm-hmm. I said, wait, what? They let you off early? And he said, no, it's been a year. I jaw dropped. Disbelief, still don't believe it. Mm-hmm. I said, no, it hasn't. And this isn't like, oh, has it really been that long? And I'm mm-hmm. saying, 100%, it has not been a year. And he says, yeah, I got out on September 29th of last year. And my jaw just dropped. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. And that, that I had already been trending towards like, oh, I'm shifting into some sort of different mentality as it pertains to I can see there's more of this in the rear view than there is uh, out the windshield. Right. So I went, Oh my God. I go, I'm almost out of here. He's like, yeah, you're out. You're almost out of there. Yeah, and I had, like I said, everything had already been trending that way where I'm like, think I, now I have to start thinking about where I'm actually going to live when mm-hmm. I get out, when Ray's going to move up here, yep. where we're going to move. And all that stuff, which how, is sketchy. How long do you have to stay in Michigan, or do you not have to stay in Michigan? I thought I, I could, don't have to stay in Michigan. Okay. And I heard from a QB that one of his homeboys paroled to Arizona. He transferred parole before he got out of prison, and it did tie you up for like a month. Okay. But he ended up when he, they, he's supposed to be doing an eighteen month parole. That means when you get out, you have to do eighteen months of supervision. Mm-hmm. I might have to do two years because I've been down so long, but. He got on the phone with his new parole agent in Arizona, and his Arizona parole agent said, "We're only you're only doing six months out here, and then what? you're going to be off." So yeah, so but I don't think I think I want to get out, be in Michigan for a month or two, a couple months, see how it's going, because I will, I'm sure I'll be working for one Douglas Stanhope with mm-hmm. his uh, company. Yep. Yeah, and so now, that's can a you huge transfer deal at that me. point? Like, can you stay a while yes. and then transfer? Okay. You don't have yes. to do that before you leave. It, it's not set in stone. No, it's actually, I think it's actually a little easier to do while you're out okay. there. Because I don't want it to pull me up any, any time longer, mm-hmm. longer than it has to. So, uh, so yeah, so I'm starting to think of this stuff. And, and, you know, the next thing I think of is, well, all the, all the plans, all the goals, all the products and output I wanted to have accomplished by the time I got out, shit, it's crunch time. Right. And so... I, uh, I've been planning my whole bit. I've been, 
I've been writing little stand-up bits and stuff like that. I've been planning my whole bit for my last year to be creatively, strictly focused on my first hour-long special, at least. I want more material than that. Mm-hmm. But I need to have a five-minute set, a ten-minute set, half an hour, an hour-long set. Okay. Tight material. Gone over, ready to hit the ground running, got material ready to work it out on stage with Doug when I get out mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So that means here in a, by the when this comes out, about nine, ten days, I'll be right at two years, the two year mark. Yep. So I have a year to finish editing the clinic, to finish a couple more episodes of the TV show. The commutation, uh, Ray's taking point on that because I can't really let the, the edits or the commutation fall to the wayside. So she's controlling that and then and putting everything together. So we're still got that. And that would just even shorten the time. Sure. Um, and I'd be out in like, like a year. The point. Uh-oh. What are they talking? What are they saying? Uh-oh. We have a prison announcement. Hold on. Uh, it was indecipherable. <laughs> You're kidding. <laughs> In a I thought everything was so crystal clear with that new digital technology. Well, there's a where there's an outside intercom one, and then there's an inside intercom, which is even more somehow even more indecipherable than outside. Mm. So um, yeah, it's crunch time, and I am uh, feeling time. it. I'm really yeah. feeling in the same way that when I came down. Even though I'd shut the world off, meaning my mentality was like I'm in prison, I could still feel the outside world, mm-hmm. you know. And I and I don't know if I I've struggled to to explain this because when I was, you remember the episode where I was like saying I can't feel the outside world; I, it doesn't feel real to me. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel like I'm ever actually out of there. For whatever happened, I can actually feel the outside world now. And I don't know if that makes sense. Maybe it just sounds like what no. the he talking about. No. But um, I can feel it. It feels good. That's awesome. I mean, your your mentality has shifted, not 180 degrees, but you know, 100 degrees at least, um, from where you well, were a month or so ago. Yeah. Well, that being said, and I've heard, learned this from other people who've been down longer than me, and they said it, that's when it really gets tough. Now, I don't think this. Time's flying. I'm almost at the door. Mm-hmm. Um, attitude is going to last the whole time. I'm sure it's going to ebb. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, I'm sure, but the fact sure is, it's you've, you've made that recognition now, at least. So you know what the high is. You know what I mean? The low might not be as low as it has been. It might just be a little fuck them out of coffee type of situation, but you know what the peak is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the frustrating height, the frustration is probably going to heighten because. As I'm, um, this, it, I'd love to say that this stuff happened as a choice. Like, oh, I shifted my mind out of prison mode. That's not what happened. It's, it's, it's happened, um, it's happened more, um, automatically. It's, it's less, it's less free will and choice. It's just something shifted. And I have a genuine, and this has been, this, what I'm about to say has been kind of happening. I care a lot less about my image, mm-hmm. about what I look like. Mm-hmm. about even my name being good. I just don't give a fuck about any of this fake, this prison culture. Mm-hmm. It, it's there for a reason. I've delved completely into it. I've had to immerse myself in it. I've explained it. I've revealed it on the show, <laughs> but I'm fucking so done with it because that's all it's good for is in here. And I'm ready to just leave all that shit behind and be silly and stupid and, and, right. and not worry about how, you know, I, I just, I'm so tired of that. And I'm, and it's and it's leaving me. It's damn near completely left me for the most part. 
<clears throat> so you said you had talked to some people that have been down, you know, a little bit longer or people that, you know, did a long bit and got out and came back. <clears throat> was their mentality about or was their understanding the same as yours, as your experience of like that revelation that it, it's happening? Like I'm I'm in GHM mode at this point. Well, most people in prison, this won't surprise anyone. They keep everything to themselves. Oh. So... What? I'm the I thought person. you guys like sit around and talk and like sit around in a circle and talk about your feelings. You they, you don't do that. Well, if you ask somebody, you ask somebody, they will, which is what I do. So whenever someone's going home and I ask them how much time they got, I go, "How does it feel to you?" And it's not as a journalist; it's because I want to know for when I get there. How does it feel? Is time going by fast? Is going by slow? And I get varied answers. You know, I don't, I, I don't think, I don't think many people are as self-aware as like, oh, this is prison culture. I've adapted to prison culture. Now the prison culture needs it. I don't think so many people kind of have like um, stationed it in their mind like that, mm-hmm. define it like that. So they might not be able to say stuff. I just know that it, right. they deal in the more visceral emotions and usually frustration and, and all that stuff is heightened. And, um, God, and it's about just remaining I calm. Just can't imagine guys like Big Rob where you know, they're never getting out, but seeing you guys come and go... I mean, what that does to you in the long run, it's just like, well, how do you, how do you well, yeah, this have is, any hope left? This has been a really frustrating thing for me, especially coming to a level one with six years when normally you need you have three or four years. When you had almost six years when I came to a level one, and I've seen so, in level two, you see so, one of your friends go home once every couple of years. And here people are going home constantly, literally every week you see someone pack up and leave. And that is a difficult thing whether you're, uh, it's a lot worse, I'm sure, if you're doing life, and it's why they don't put lifers in level one. But that's been a really tough thing for me, and, and especially seeing people go home and come back, go home and come back yeah. to the same spot while I'm still yeah. here, and I'm just going, please just give me a chance. Why can't, like, the governor, why can't society, the pro board, prison system just give me my shot? Because mm-hmm. you won't see me again. I'll never be back. You know, I'm going to go. So you're right. That's a, that's a huge torture. Mm-hmm. to someone who's doing life. And they see it a lot less because they're in level well, twos yeah. and fours and less people go home from there. But even just me being here this whole time and watching people leave, mm-hmm. it's, it's you're happy for them, but it hurts. It's oh, trippy because I, I, how many times we've been on the phone and you'll be look across the yard and be like, oh, my God, that guy's back. Like, <laughs> yeah, he was here and he was gone and now he's back. Like, you're just like, what the fuck? Like, and you can hear it. You Like you said, you're like, why couldn't I have had that shot? But now you have it. You're you're almost there, man. Well, I'm gonna have it. You're yeah, gonna I'm gonna have, have it. it. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully the parole board deems me worthy of a commutation. Because if not to toot my own horn, if I ain't worthy of a commutation, you have uh, yeah. one minute remaining. I really don't know who the fuck is. That's right. So need to hit Gretchen Whitmer up before uh, she starts running for president mm. because. Uh, they got her on the short list. All right, listen. Yo. I would love to stay for a whole nother call, but the way they're doing... Do they yep. just open yard? Is yard open now? <laughs> it, it, it is. Fucking okay. <laughs> Listen, it. we're going to wrap this up. Yep. So listen, we love you. On behalf of everyone that's gone home, Blaze included, you better not bring your dumb ass back. I hope you're listening. If you are, call JD, call Mama C. Mm-hmm. Everyone else that I'll be getting out before, uh, Joey Ford and uh, Nick and, and Uncle Ron, who... On behalf of all of us, Mama C, JD, and everyone, we love you. Be you. good. Be nice to someone. We are gone. We gone. Hi, everybody. Mama C here. For the complete library, full episodes, 
and bonus content, and mainly to support this cause, visit Notes from the Pen on Patreon. To learn more about Bobby and prison reform, visit our website, notesfromthepen.com, and follow us on Twitter to stay current. This has been another Notes from the Pen production.